Hello, episode 11, Stand Up World, the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining in. I'm Mike Binder. It's episode 11. And as a lot of people know, historians of podcasts, traditionally, they wouldn't have an episode 11. And if they did, actually, centuries ago, they would actually burn the host alive on the 11th podcast episode. They would put him in a canoe or a boat or a raft and drift him to sea and burn him alive and start over with a new host as a ritual to the gods. But I was going to do that, but I figured that whole Leno thing turned me off to that. So I'm. we're just going to stay with me. And stand-up world episode 11 i'm going to talk about whiny white men today to start off because i just hear a lot of whiny white men just talking about they're not hiring white men and everything's talking oh, um they're not hiring old guys or not you know what just stop you know White men have had it great for a long, with the exception of guys in Appalachia or Detroit auto workers or, you know, some baseball fans that got cheated on by the Houston Astros. White men have been running downhill for centuries, just cruising. You know, you're running uphill right now, which is, I'm sorry, you know, there's a rebalancing of the, of the, of the society and it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Things are better sometimes when you have to run uphill. When I was starting, black comics, they had to work harder than everybody else. They really did. They had to work harder than everybody else to get spots, to get on shows. And that's why they run the table now. Honestly, I really believe that's why they own stand-up. Because for so many years... They just had to work harder than everybody else. So you know what? Work harder than everybody else. Just work harder. Just take advantage of the fact that you have to run uphill. I'm sorry. And a lot of guys, you know, I think that has a lot to do, and don't be offended. I'm sorry. That has a lot to do with the trans, a lot of transgender women you know i mean a lot of guys are looking at they're on the ship the white man ship and they want off you can't change your skin that no society isn't letting anyone do that but there's a there's a loophole now you can you can change your gender you know and a lot of guys are jumping the white man ship, and instead of putting on a life preserver, they're putting on a wig and a dress and a pair of stilts, you know, uh, high heels, and they're jumping ship. And listen, don't get me wrong. If you, if if your soul is telling you 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 you're the wrong gender or you need to do this to be happy, I believe you got to do whatever it takes to be happy. I'm. I'm supportive of that. I'm not I'm not talking about down on that. But a lot of guys right now, I think, feel it's going to be easier to be a woman. And I think you're wrong. I think it's really hard to be a woman. 
And if you think it's going to be easy to be a woman, ask a woman how hard it is to be a woman. It's tough to be a woman. Ask a woman how hard it is to be a woman. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. A woman will tell you how hard it is being a woman. And book a lot of time because they're going to tell you. And they're going to tell you and tell you and tell you. But I'm I'm pro-trans women. I'm not so sure how I feel about trans women in women's sports, you know, especially in young women's sports. I think there should be a severe entry examination or level in every sport, like in gymnastics. You know, I think trans women should have to do the splits, severe splits, right down to the gymnasium floor several dozen times. I want to see, you know, I want to see the ball sack hit the hardwood floor right there. That's that's what separates the men from the gals right there. That's where we find out who was really born in another gender and who's just trying to get out of latrine duty. Right there. Okay? That's where where the rubber meets the road. And I want to see that kind of examination in every sport. And I'm sorry, but those are young women who are putting their heart and soul into it. And, you know, for some guy named Clyde to come along, you know, with long hair and a pair of earrings and just tear through the pack. I want him to have really him slash her. I'm sorry. No disrespect. I want they to have jumped through some hoops. But I am, I'm all for everybody going for what they need to go to, to feel great to feel great about themselves and whatever, you know, whatever your soul needs you to be. I'm, I'm not advocating harassing anybody or being down on anybody. You know, Confucius has that great saying that everybody has two lives to lead. And the second one starts the day you realize you only have one. And by the way, for me, that includes also has to do with my underwear when I travel. Because I have one pair a day, and if something goes wrong, I'm instantly in a life not worth living. And if you're young and you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm saying basically pack three to six pair of underwear for every one day you're traveling. Don't ask questions. Just do what I'm saying, okay? That's it. When you get older... Your whole definition of accidents changes. It's not a car accident. It's not a skiing accident. It's about after-dinner accidents. Two nights ago, the hostage and I, we were out having a nice after-dinner walk, and the cow that I had just eaten somehow reconstructed itself and was just banging at the back barn door, just had to get out. And I was, we were too far from the house. I had to stop. I had to go into a local bathroom gas station. And I don't use 
bathroom gas stations. I really don't by and large because they have germs in there the size of vending machines. And I just, I went in and I had made it through to this little past the checkout area, right to the, the, the bathroom. And I had my hand on the, the, the door knob to the bathroom. And I, the lady started making small talk and she was really sweet and complimentary. Tell me she liked my movies. She said, she said, I'm a big fan. And I just turned to her and I said, you're going to need a big fan. Okay. And you're probably going to need some spackle and some paint and you should probably call your owner. You're going to have to shut down for a couple of weeks. Okay. Cause there's a Hereford in me and I'm probably going to blow out the back wall of this place. So it's going to be bad, but I just, uh, No, I, when you get old, you prepare for these things. And I usually, I always forget. I'm 64. I'm 64 and, um, God, you getting fat. It's so hard to lose weight when you get old, too. That's the other thing. It's so hard to lose weight. I tell myself all the time, this, all right, this month, I'm going to take off 10 pounds. I'm going to, and I make these declarations, and then you know I'm out, and I'm, oh, I'm going to have a meatball sandwich. You know, I'm I'm either going to have this meatball sandwich, and I, or I'm going to be a meatball, and I end up, I'm just fuck. It's just it's so hard. I love food. I just really do. I really um, I eat so much junk food. Uh, I'm going to be identifying as trans fat soon. I really, I, that's what Dave Coulier gave me that, that joke. I just like, oh my God. I just eat so much. It's so hard to lose weight too at my age. The only thing harder than losing weight at my age, I decided, is getting my grown kids off my phone plan. I cannot get my kids off my phone plan. It, kids. They they kind of look at my, being on a phone plan my my phone plan as like an unalienable right as if it's in the constitution, you know it's like people talk about you know healthcare is an unalienable right. My kids talk about being on our phone plan is like it they were born into it, and um, they ain't getting off it. They just, it's there. It's part of their life. That and Netflix. But what am I going to do? I love them. I love my kids. Being a parent's the best thing that ever happened to me. I have to say. It really is. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. You know? I never planned on it. I never planned on being married. I wasn't none of this was part of my teenage horny boy fantasies and but I just love being a dad. I love being a dad to adult kids. I love being a dad to little kids. But man, it's crazy. I wanted to talk today about 
Steve Burns' new special. It's great. It's so fun. It's it's called The Last Late Night. And you can get it on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free, obviously. And who doesn't have Amazon Prime? I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't have Amazon Prime because it's silly not to because you don't got to pay for shipping for anything. But Steve made this great special. Here's a, here's the promo for it. Welcome to the last late night with Steve Byrne. Now, ladies and gentlemen, direct from the bar, here's Stevie. Everybody's getting woke because they didn't want to get canceled, right? You got country music artists changing their names out of respect. For example, Lady Antebellum, no longer, it is Lady A. The Dixie Chicks are just the chicks. Even Alabama, Alabama now, Vermont. <laughs> press conference the other day. He was asked what he thinks of Antifa. He said, you know, I'm just glad she's off the pancake box, to be honest with you. <laughs> Kim Jong-un recently achieved the highest rank in the North Korean army, five foot six. <laughs> A Hunger Games theme park recently opened in South Korea. It's called North Korea. <laughs> for coming out to the last late night, everybody. Steve's amazing. Steve really is. It's a great special. Steve Steve directed a, a really uh, great movie about stand-up comedy called The Opening Act, which you can also get on Amazon, I believe. And he a documentary on the amazing Jonathan, who I knew, who's also from Michigan, who I knew from when I first started and he's just a all around really talented guy. He does he goes and he does these crowd work nights at Zany's in Nashville where he lives. And he's just he's so good on stage. And that's one of the things that I love about his special is that you feel like he's having so much fun doing it. And he delivers so many jokes in this one hour special. It's just like you just you can't help but have fun. You know, and I love jokes. I love jokes because they're just, they come at you and they're so easy to digest. They're like M&Ms. I love this guy. So watch the special. The other guy I want to talk about today, since it was his birthday yesterday, is my old buddy, just a really good friend of mine, Stephen Wright. And, uh, while I talk about him, I will plug my book, Stand Up World, which you get free if you go to my website, my platform, Stand Up World, and you sign up for my newsletter, you get the book, Stand Up World. You get the feeling I only have one name for everything? Stand Up World podcast, Stand Up World book, Stand Up World platform. I'm a moron, folks. But the book is called Stand Up World, and there, there are, it's a... Uh, essays on art and craft of stand-up comedy and one of the chapters is steve wright and i talk a lot about him about my friendship with him and a tour he and howie mandel and i did years ago and i love steven he's an old friend of mine and i just love him and there's a good chapter on him that really talks about him a lot but here's some of his early work Stones, I love the Stones. I can't believe they're still doing it after all these years. I watch them whenever I can. 
Fred and Barney. <laughs> Last summer, I drove cross-country with a friend of mine. We split the drive, and we switched every half mile. <laughs> the whole way across, we only had one cassette tape to listen to. I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was good, though. I liked it. We were in Salina, Utah when we were arrested for not going through a green light. We pleaded, maybe. <laughs> I was feeling good. I had just received my bachelor's degree in calcium anthropology, the study of milkmen. <laughs> for absolutely no reason, we went to Canada, and when we were coming back over the border, they asked us if we had anything we wanted to declare. I said, yes, war. <laughs> I was just in one of those moods. <laughs> I was traveling with my friend George. Some people think George is weird because he has sideburns behind his ears. <laughs> I think he's weird because he has false teeth, but he has braces on them. <laughs> Last time I went camping, I accidentally borrowed a circus tent. I didn't know it till I got there and I set it up. People were complaining because they couldn't see the lake. It was a forest nearby. It wasn't just any forest. It was the forest where they get paneling. It was a long, thin forest. My friend George is a radio announcer, and when he walks under a bridge, you can't hear him talk. <laughs> I hate when my foot falls asleep during the day, because that means it's going to be up all night. <laughs> I went into a place to eat. It said breakfast any time. So I ordered French toast during the Renaissance. <laughs>